So uh, I'm going to talk to you about our foundation, the rock, the word. Amen. Our foundation, the rock, the word. You know, I was talking to the Lord recently about some of the things that we see going on in the world today and the power of accusation, uh, the power of intimidation uh, that comes across the airwaves so frequently. We have a lot of people on social media. Um, they'll say anything and, and uh, you know, say things that are hurtful and harmful and demeaning to people. Um, there's lots of what they call bullying, cyberbullying. Um, words have an effect on everything. Uh, words have power. Um, words that agree with the kingdom of darkness tend to advance that kingdom. And sometimes, you know, believers can get the impression that, man, what are we here for? You know, it just seems like the devil's got all the attention. He gets all the play. He gets all the um, notoriety. Um, and and I was thinking about that, and, and the Lord told me, he said, you know, he said, my people are getting weak in their their confidence in the word and what the word can do. He said, and that's one of the reasons that the enemy has such a loud voice is because believers, he said, if, if you don't continually refresh yourself in what this word can do, you'll just sit and listen and, you know, like dead churches go dead because people just go lifeless. They don't engage their spirits in what's being said. They don't Listen to uh, sound doctrine. You know, the reason a lot of people resort to going on social media asking for prayer is because they're not connected to a local fellowship where you can get. I'd rather be prayed by a pastor that feeds me than somebody you just click something and, and ask for prayer. You don't know if they pray or not. You don't even know who these people are. You don't know if they can contact God on your behalf. They're not obligated. I know that much. Facebook is not obligated to be your prayer source. Amen. And so we have to understand that there is a, a slipping of the word and the power of it and the significance of God's word in the hearts and minds of people. I think many times we hear a familiar scripture and we don't embrace it and grab it like it's life. Uh, we don't meditate often enough in the word to be able to stay strong on the inside. And then when the enemy comes against us, we have a, a shield of faith in, in what's inside of us that stands up. You know, that word should stand up on the inside of us when we hear certain things. Uh, we shouldn't be gullible to hear the lies of the enemy and want to believe them. Um, you know, if, if, if something is said derogatory about somebody, uh, sometimes people's ears get real big. They want to hear something negative. They want to hear something, um, that's would cast that person down. Uh, the world is like that. They'll build you up with one phrase and tear you down with the next one. They're, they're eager to see your demise. And it should not be. And that's because the enemy, he's the prince of the power of the air. And he controls atmospheres until God's people stand up and begin to get that atmosphere converted so that it will hold truth. See, truth will stand there and not be rebuked. You know, it won't be resisted. And so when when we talk about 
you know, we got all kind of pet phrases in the body of Christ, you know, the atmosphere shifting, shift, 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 you know, but what's, what's that mean? What's it doing? What's, what's the result of it? If you want to shift, shift an atmosphere in favor of God's word, what's the purpose? Well, I thought I'd put that out there anyway. You know, somebody might get curious about it, but you know, it, it's important that we understand what we're talking about. We're not just running through this earth to accumulate a bunch of stuff and leave it here when we die. We're here to make an impact in life for God's kingdom. We're here to advance his kingdom as much as we can. Part of advancing the kingdom is understanding the power that we contain in us with his word and what the word can do. So when I was speaking to the Lord about it and, and I was uh, I was just thinking about some things and I said, Lord, you know, I've been praying about this and praying about that in, in my personal life for a while now. And he said, you need to refresh yourself on what that word is doing So that you can have confidence that the word is doing what it says, it says it's going to do instead of you just speaking it. You understand what I'm saying? See, we have a tendency to go religious in a minute. You know, religion goes through the motions. It does the right things. It says the right things. It, you know, uh, you don't make a bad confession and all that kind. We tend to police ourselves. Instead of having real faith and real trust and real confidence in God's word. And so one of the things that he's been having me do is just go into just basic understanding of what the word is and what it can do, what it has done and what it should be doing in your life. And you must have full and total confidence in in the word's ability to do these things. When we had a healing school recently. And uh the Lord was telling me, he said, my people keep confessing words of healing, he said, but they don't believe they're getting better. And so he had to, he said, in fact, it, in most people, when something happens and you feel something, you think it's getting worse. Listen, I, I'm really, I'm going over to Dollar General and I'm going to find me some people that's going to say amen and talk to me. And act like I'm preaching over here. Amen. Don't mess with me. I'll take the mic over there too. And this ain't my mic, is it? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I better, guess I better come back then. Treat me like I'm a Mormon or something. Come at me like that. Huh? But that is the truth. We do a lot of confessing because it's like, if I go confess a word, shouldn't be like that. See, there should be a confidence in us all the time at all times for the word of God. And that is not to put anybody down or tell you doing something wrong. But I'm telling you that these things can slip away from us very easily. Just in our hurriedness. And our lack of uh, attention and, and really understanding what we're handling when we handle the word of God. What it can do. What it's already done. There's a tradition and a history of God's word as changing the world. 
And most of us have no clue that we have within us the power to change the world. Now we'll say it. I'm a world changer. Oh, you're a world changer. You cute little thing. You're just a little world changer. Huh? Well, it might as well do that. Because most people don't, I don't know about changing the world. I'm trying to change my address. I'm trying to get me a better house to live in. Huh? It's the truth. If we believed half of what we say we believe, you understand what I'm saying? We won't flip out every time. Huh? Well, you'd be having a good day sitting up and, and just enjoying God and then get, you might get bored for a minute and the devil show you something you used to do and you get scared you're going to do it again. Yeah. All he has to do is say, booga, booga. I thought I was healed. So don't play me, okay? Cut it out. Don't be sitting up there like y'all divinity students or something. Let's just be people who love Jesus. Amen. Because he's crazy in love with us. Amen. And he's given us his word so that we won't be pushovers. And we won't be at a loss for anything. Amen. So the enemy of the ages wants to rob us of the power and the effect of the word. When when we speak the word, we need to expect that thing to happen. If not then, then even sooner. You got me? Because the Bible says before he calls, we answer. So the answer is there ahead of our need. And yet we sometimes doubt, we'll wonder. You know, we give ourselves more power to do ourselves harm than we give ourselves power to do ourselves good. If we have to wait a little bit and your mind goes numb for a little bit, so wonder why it's, and wonder why it's taking so long. Wonder, 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 wonder. What did I do wrong? I'm, what am I missing? Huh? You missing confidence in your, your prayer that you just prayed. That's what you're missing. You need to recast down what the Bible tells us to do with imaginations that exalt itself. You didn't do this right. You're supposed to cast that down. You're not supposed to entertain that. Huh? You should never doubt you did something wrong is why you got to wait on something. Huh? Because everything's fixable. Jesus is the great fixer. He's the fixer of the ages. If you did something wrong, you can't fix it yourself anyway. So will you? That ain't even your department. That's way above your pay grade. So we must not allow ourselves to believe the lies of the devil by diminishing the impact and importance of the word of God. God's word formed the world. It can form a solution to your little red wagon, as my mother used to say. <laughs> Amen. It, it forms a solution to everything, but it must be believed. We must stand on it. We must not waver once we start to declare the word of God. 
we have to stay mindful of the power of God's word and, and the importance. We need to understand how God feels about his own word. You understand what I'm saying? Just put yourself in his mind for a little bit and understand. See, the thing that we have done, we have diminished the power of the word because we're so casual with it. I'm so sick of people decreeing and declaring and, uh, you know, over somebody else. I said, why don't you decree yourself some, some confidence in God? Why you gotta go out here decreeing over everybody? I decree and decree. Stay off of Facebook with your little nonsense. Because they don't believe anything they're saying. But they want you to believe it. And send them a like. And, and say, man of God, I was just thinking about this. Yeah, quit playing games with people. You know, I want to get on there sometimes, just blow everybody's page up. That ain't God. 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 But I restrain myself. <laughs> the love of God constrains me. <laughs> you know, the only thing you can do is put something true on there and hope it helps somebody to get through the day. Because really, as Christians, we're day by day. You know, getting our victory. You can, you can never just rest and, and say, you know, oh, I, I don't have anything to, to pray for or anything I'm concerned about. It's day by day. Because the enemy is constantly there trying to steal from us, trying to pollute our minds, trying to stall things that, that we believe we should have already. You understand what I'm saying? So we're constantly bombarded by the enemy. To see if he can weaken our confidence in God and his word. He wants us to think that, that, oh boy, here's another problem. Wonder why, well, how long it's going to take for this to get fixed. You understand what I'm saying? Or, or this is out of joint. That's going to take this. And you, he wants to keep us in low power mode and low expectation mode. So that we'll just get casual, we'll get kind of lackadaisical about, instead of doing what Amos 9.13 tells us, everywhere we look, to keep looking for blessings. Look everywhere for blessings. Stay in that spirit of expectation, because God's word runs very swiftly across the earth. So there's no reason for us to believe that things are going to take forever to get done. That's a lie of the devil. And if it's taking forever, then then repent and say, God, you know, I can't put you on a time schedule. I should expect this every day. I should expect blessings every day. Every day something good should be, something miraculous should be happening in my life. Every single day. Nonstop. It's not depending upon my good behavior, my good mood, my this, my that, but nonstop. You're sending me blessings. Amen. Above and beyond my ability to go out and create things for myself. Just expect blessings. Quit trying to make things happen for yourself. Amen. That's how we get in trouble. We get discouraged. Mostly we're discouraged in our own lack of ability. Because we want to move things. And we want them to happen, and when they don't happen, we're more disappointed with us, but we think we're disappointed in God. 
You get me? We get it confused too much. Because if we stand in faith, you can be just as encouraged in your life. You can be just as confident in things. It's going to happen any day now. Any day now. This is, I know it's going to happen any day now. And the day went by and it didn't happen. It's still going to happen any day now. Any day now. I'm, I'm expecting every day, all the time, full of expectation of the power of God to manifest in my life. Don't let yourself get in a corner somewhere. Let the devil back you into a corner and ah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it didn't happen yet. What do you think you're doing? Amen. Cast that thing down. Amen. Cast it down before it gets started. Good. Cast it down. Because I'm telling you, the accuser, the brethren, he loves to accuse us of the one thing that we have that he fears. And it's our faith in God. So he would like to strip the church of that. And once we're stripped of our confidence in God, then he has a field day. Because that's the one thing that he can't have. Because he blew it. He threw his away. So the word has the power of endless life. Amen. It's endless life. In Hebrews chapter 4. In verse 12, it says, for the word of God is quick or alive. So this is living word. Every time you read it, life comes into you. Every time you speak it, you send in faith, you send life out. Don't speak out in doubt, speak out in faith. But it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. So what this word does is it cuts through darkness. It errat- It's like surgery. When you speak the word of God into a problem or situation, you begin to cut it out and dissect it away from your life. You know, people always talking about, well, I got to go. I found a lump or the doctor's going to give me a biopsy. I might have to have surgery. Honey, you got the greatest surgeon right here. Start cutting with this. Amen. Before you even get to the doctor, start cutting with this and see what will come out of it. I've had people that that come up to the altar. There was one lady that that would have a, a, a... lump on her breast off and on every time she came to the the, to the altar to get prayer it shrunk and disappeared you understand what i'm saying this word is full of power you know how people sometimes in the old days before we knew the lord people say just pray for me and you say okay and you go somewhere and they go somewhere no you come here we're getting that thing out of you now this thing is gonna die before we leave here today amen and god will do it you, he needs somebody crazy enough to really take him at his word. This word says it's sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing your soul from your spirit. So if you got a problem, believe in God's word because you're discouraged or you're upset or it's been a long time or something like that. Get in this word so it starts to cut away that stuff from troubling you. It'll cut all that nonsense out of your head. Amen. And it will, and, and it will, will discern the thoughts and intents of people's hearts. You get in this word and it'll tell you whether you're on the right track or not. It'll give you confidence to keep going forward or it will admonish you 
to back up a little bit and let's take another road. It will, it will, it, you can look in it at a, as, as it is a mirror and fix yourself. You understand what I'm saying? You know how we get in the mirror, we say, mm, I'm gonna have to, I wonder what kind of lipstick I'm gonna wear today, you know, and all that kind of stuff. This is what the word does for us. You fix yourself up according to what you see on those pages. Amen. It will shape you up, dress you up, get you ready for success, everything. This word will do this for you. So when the word is heard, your that faith gets to be transferred into the heart of the hearer. So this word will go from your ears to your heart and change you. No other words can make that claim. You you know, there are people who hear the word for the first time and get saved. But the devil has to work on you for years sometimes to wear you down and get you to do something. But God's word is alive and sharp and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll cut right in there and cut whatever out that needs to be cut out. And then it'll bind you up and heal you too. Amen. And so we have to have that kind of confidence in God's word. If we don't carry that confidence, we'll be too lax about it. We'll be too casual about it. You'll find yourself telling people, it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. You say, no, God says. Huh? Do what God says on somebody's problems instead of putting a Band-Aid on it all the time. Decree and declare that. Huh? The word has its own mind because it can read hearts, minds, and motives. So when that word comes forth, people begin to fall under conviction. They have to think about it. It can, it can help a person to keep themselves reassured that they're in the right place. Or it can turn them around and put them on the right road. So the word of God has a mind. When you speak the word, you are releasing the mind of God out into that situation. And by his mind, he can tell what people need. He can tell when they need it. He can tell if they're going to get nervous waiting for it. You know, God does not want to torture you making you wait for stuff. Now, come on, y'all. You know that. I mean, if we really believed that, we would we would be more confident in what we pray and what we say, and expect it to turn around quickly. You got me. It's we've got to get to the point where our expectation is there all the time for good immediately. If we don't, what are we waiting for? What's God waiting for to heal somebody? What's God waiting for to prosper somebody? What's God waiting for? He's not waiting. It's us that put the weight on the word with our lack of expectation. So I'm just trying to stir you up to get you to see there's no weight here. There's expectation. When you expect something, it can come at any time. Amen. Let's let it come now, Lord. Amen. Your kingdom is now. Your glory is now. Your power is now. To think it takes God forever to do things is is contrary to his word. 
His word runs very swiftly around the earth, the Lord says. He's just waiting for somebody to get swift with him and hop on to it and start to accomplish things. So the word has its own mind because it can read the thoughts and intents of people's hearts and their motives. Faith is always released by the word. Man, the Bible says faith uh, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I forgot to write that down. Where is it? Lord have mercy. Somebody help me out here. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Anybody know where that is? I think it's Romans. No. Who? I knew that. Juana. No, thank you. All right. I knew it was on the Roman road somewhere. I said, don't let me start that. So Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every time you read the word, speak the word, hear the word, faith is coming toward you. But you can either receive it or you can block it. See, you've got to believe that every time you go into the word, you're building up your faith. Every time. It's it's amazing to me. Sometimes I'll, I'll pray with people or I ask them, you know, to, they'll say, well, well, you know, we prayed, we'll pray a prayer of, of agreement for their healing and so forth and so on. Or they say, you know, I'm, I need to be healed and sick in my body or whatever. And I'll tell them, I said, well, stay in the word. And they'll say, okay, but they don't do anything. See, this is the minimum that you must do. You must believe that that word gives you faith. Now, people don't understand if your faith is at the quality that it needs to be for your healing to manifest. Amen. If it's at that quality, then you can say, I've got faith. You've got some, but you have it in a measure. So you have to increase that measure. Everybody knows that. But we don't do it. Because we we sit around and we languish or we look at TV or we get something else going on instead of protecting the faith that you have on the inside of you because it needs to spread further in your body to drive the sickness out. So we'll dissipate the faith that we have by going doing something that's not related to the word. See, that faith was put in there to do the will of God in your life. Healing is the will of God. So that faith was put in there to do the will of God, but the enemy is constantly trying to drive it out with symptoms and doubt and comments and this and that and all kinds of stuff. And so what God is trusting us to do is to protect and strengthen the faith that's already on the inside of us by feeding it more of the same. We can't afford to run around for three or four days without being in the word and in, in, in our, our health isn't quite up to where it needs to be. 
You understand what I'm saying? You got to at least protect that, that agreement that you have in there with the word of God. You got to protect that receiving where you believe you received it when you prayed. You've got to do more than that because you can walk around like that for years and, and never get rid of, totally rid of the symptoms. So there has to be more input. Proverbs 4.20 tells you that the word of God is medicine to our flesh. So why don't we take the medicine? Well, we take it, but we take a little bit. Or I took some and, and it tastes like that castoria my mother used to give me. Give me the runs. <laughs> huh? Well, the runs is better than running to the doctor, I guess. I don't know what y'all going to do. But, but you know what? There's so much power in God's word to heal his body. When Jesus was crucified... We were in Christ. Everybody was in him at that time. We're the body of Christ. That blood ran the length of his body. It covered every, it covered his mortal body totally. And when he was raised up, we were raised up with him in resurrection power. That power that raised him from the dead resides in all believers but we got to continually release it in order to live above sickness, above temptation, above doubt, above discouragement, above all of those things. So how do we release it? We release it by going back into your Bible and meditating on it. Because we have a tendency sometimes to deceive ourselves into thinking, well, we just confess, oh, by his stripes I'm healed. You know, like in an emergency. Or just to prove that we've got a little word in us. or Get that off the plate and then go back to doing whatever else we were doing. Mm-hmm. You've got to let that. Well, you've got to give it attention. Give it your full attention. He says, attend to my word. That means put everything else aside and focus on this. Really, the word is made effective through meditation. It's not just grab a scripture and spit it out real quick and you good. It's made effective through meditation. You take it into you through through the attention you give to it. And I believe that's probably what prolongs some things in our lives. If we would stop and give it enough attention, you know, most things would leave real quick. You know, now you might need some work so that your soul can be healed so that you don't, you know, sometimes people like, remember the guy had been 38 years paralyzed, you know, he's probably had some, some thoughts in his head that I can get up. So that thought in his head that he can get up must be strengthened and made permanent. You got me? It can't be something that comes and goes. You know, like he'll say, I think I can get up and get up and struggle and then sit back down. What happens with faith is that it will get to the point where that's not just a thought that comes and leaves you because you can't do it. That thought will come 
and it will stay and it will be with you all the time and you'll get up and do that thing that you couldn't do before. You understand what I'm saying? It's attention. It's not anything more than attention. Staying focused on it. Hardest problem I have with, with, with working of miracles gift is attention. Many times people, when they're in front of people at the altar, they're looking to see who's looking at them. Well, you, you won't get them healed. You know, you can just, it was funny what Tony said about Chuck. Chuck had a situation. I'll let you give your testimony, Chuck. I won't have to give it for you, but last time I gave you the mic, you want to sing something else? And no, you didn't. Mess with you. No, you didn't. Mess with you, Chuck. But, but he said something that, that I really liked. And, um, I was thinking about it and I said, well, God, I'm going to keep this to myself. You know how, you know how when you're the preacher aunt, and and you see the little nieces and nephews doing something for God. You go, but you got to hold it in because you don't want to minister it to them crooked. You know what I'm saying? But your but your heart. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but I had one of those moments, and because Tony said this, he said, "What did he say?" He said, "I hijacked the healing." Hijacked the healing. Hijacked the healing. And that's exactly what you got to do to get the working of miracles gift done. You got to hijack that. You can't let that person go out the same way they came in. And when somebody is in the spirit enough to notice that, they got it. Don't tell him I said he got it, but he got it. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? Because you want it to be nurtured. You don't want to start blabbing it and then wreck it. You understand what I'm saying? You have to let God have that back. Get the glory for it. You do what you want to do in tone with that God you do. That's yours. You understand what I'm saying? And so when you, when you understand how, how touch and go it can be on the attention thing, then why don't we say, why don't us, let's agree we're going to stop reading so many chapters a day. Huh? Why don't we say we're going to stop timing ourselves is how long we pray. Let's get off the clock and let's give our full attention to God. And when he's through with us, that's when we through. You understand what I'm saying? Hopefully he's not through with us because we take that word with us when we go. You understand what I'm saying? You got some, some morsels to, to chew on. When Jesus fed all them people, the 5,000 families, they said the disciples picked up 12 baskets. Now why 12? Because disciples have to take something to chew on when they go. From the place of learning. That's for their, that's for your meditation. Afterwards. You got me? There was one for every disciple. Which meant that he took part of the miracle with him when he left. That miracle just didn't stay in that place. 
that mere each one had an assigned basket of miracle leftovers, so to speak. It wasn't just the food. It was how it was manufactured that was important. So if you're a real disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you get into the place of reading your word, meditating, you should come out of there with something to chew on. See, your meditation should come out of there. Mm, I got something. I didn't just put in time with this one. I got something to chew on here. This this thing. You understand what I'm saying? And God, make it last. Let me feast on it forever. Let me feast on it more than just one day. Let me feast on it every time I need this assurance from you. Let me be able to feast on this that you gave me in the miracle meal. Amen. Every time God's word is broken open, it's a miracle. Every time revelation is poured out to us, it's a miracle. Amen. And and you'll get your miracle through meditation. You'll get it through taking that with you and say, God, by your stripes, I am healed. I was healed. I'm continually healed. I'm not ever sick. I'm into healed all the time. You see what I'm saying? And so when we can take that, that's why people can get healed off one scripture. You get saved off one. John 3.16 will save everybody. So if you can get healed off one, but you got to feed. Brother Hagen got healed off one scripture. Amen. And it wasn't really what we call a healing scripture. It was a faith scripture. But faith will work. So then faith comes by hearing. Keep your ears inclined. Whenever the word goes forth, listen to it. I don't care who's preaching it. Huh? Listen to the word. And I'm talking about the written word of God. I ain't talking about somebody's fake prophecy. The world, the word builds us up. And it also has an inheritance in it for us. So every time you hear the word, you're receiving an inheritance. In Acts chapter 20, turn there, Acts 20. They preached the word and and never came back with an empty net. Amen? The disciples did. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 32... Let me see. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified. So God's word has wealth in it. It has power in it and it has wealth in it. For you, not just for the preacher with the multi-million dollar ministry. And all of the rest of the saints are just working people. It has wealth in it for you, for everybody who believes it. Amen? So the word makes us wealthy and healthy. It's all in God's word. It doesn't depend on you sending brother so-and-so a miracle seed. If you don't believe that word, God's not going to return nothing to you. You understand me? So you need to put more emphasis on your own faith and what God can do for you 
than for any other thing he's going to do for you through somebody. Well, as far as I'm going to go on that, because I don't want to go there today. But we've got to stop being so lazy about things that, that you need from God. Take the time to build yourself up in the word. You understand what I'm saying? The word should be on your lips at all times. You should have confidence and you, that's how you talk to God. That's part of your relationship with him. You talk to him through his own word, through his covenant with you. Isaiah 55, 11. He says, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and it doesn't turn around and go back. Amen. Just as sure as you can look out and you see rain falling down, you don't see it turn around and go back up. God says, just like you have confidence in that being stupid to think it's going to happen. He says, think of my word the same way. When it goes forth out of my mouth, how does it come out of his mouth when you speak it? Because he lives in you. When you speak the word and you speak it in confidence and faith and you pray that word over situations, he says, it will not come back to me and say it couldn't fall to the earth and water the earth and make things grow and make things happen the right way. He said, it will not return to me empty. It's going to fulfill what I, what it says it's going to do. What the word says it's going to do, it will do right as rain. Amen. As sure as snow falls, falls down and doesn't go up. It doesn't fall from the earth and go up. It falls down from heaven and stays down. Well, he said, my word is just that faithful. It's, it won't come back to me and say, I couldn't, I couldn't heal them. I couldn't deliver them. I couldn't take care of them. I couldn't bring them a house. I couldn't bring them property. That word is believe you believe it and you begin to speak it and you let it fill your heart and you meditate on it and you understand that that word is there to work for you. That word will go out and conquer and subdue. I don't care who's trying to take property away from you. I don't care who's trying to take your money away from you. That word will go out and bust some heads, twist some arms, do whatever it needs to do to get you what you need. You don't have to go get, try to get bad with nobody. You seek the Holy Ghost on them people. You live right. You trust God. You send his word and be consistent about it. The word actually subdues and accomplishes everything. And it never fails to accomplish what it sets out to do. You send the word of healing out, that word of healing will will do, it will heal. You send out the word of justice, justice will come. Huh? There's. I was reading, a, there was a young man, I saw a prayer request for him, I think maybe a few months ago. On death row in Texas. They put Christians in the electric chair. 
in Texas. George Bush did it. That girl that murdered those people and Carla, what's her name? We used to see her all the time. And she got saved in prison. Some women from a church went in and would minister to prison women all the time. Carla got saved. Carla ran out of appeals. George Bush put in an electric chair. You understand what I'm saying? So in Texas, you don't get no mercy. And she is white. You understand? Well, no offense to anybody color-wise, but you know that the history. That's all the reason I say that. But there's this guy. Last week, I see him black man. He gets a stay of execution. I said, oh, keep praying. Let's keep praying because the devil's on the run now. Huh? Mother was very thankful. She spoke the word. She said, the truth will set him free. Amen. She said, truth is coming. See, that's the difference between somebody. Now, Carla, Carla had a good life in prison. She made her peace with God. You understand? She probably didn't want to hang on. That's between her and God, though. That's not our business. But all I'm saying is, in general, you don't get that. But right on the day of the execution, the governor said, don't put him to death. He's still an appeal. We can still hear some more. He was out of them. You understand what I'm saying? See, there are people in places that God will speak to on your behalf to stop disaster from happening in your life if you will believe the word. When it gets close to the time of the execution, how many people do you think are still standing on the word? Probably only one, just his mother and him. But that's all it takes. Huh? See, when it really starts to look bad... So-called saints will give up the ghost. Huh? They do. You have to have it in you. Once you start praying for something, you don't quit. If you don't get that in you, the devil will twist your arm and make you quit on anything. So the word is able to subdue and accomplish. Amen? It will not come back and say, I couldn't do it which means that you will get what it is that you're asking God for. He said, it will not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and will prosper in the thing where I sent it. And that will make you go out with joy and be led forth in peace, just knowing that the word will do what it's supposed to do. We got to have more confidence in the word, y'all. We just do. Because the enemy has the audience of many, many people. Amen. Lies are believed. Lies that are told on people every day are believed. And people fight each other because they believe one thing and somebody believes something else. Well, somewhere in there is the truth of God's word. And he has to have people who believe his word, who can stand up and declare his word to bring peace and joy in situations. So the word subdues and accomplishes everything that God sets it out to do. It's a, not a failure word. Amen. In Genesis 1-3, it says, God said, and it was. Why don't we think that our words are just as powerful as his. We have resurrection power in us. We have delegated power from God to operate on behalf 
of his kingdom. When, when the president sends a secretary of state to a foreign country, it's the same thing. Whatever, whatever message he gives, they can make book on it, just like it's coming from the president. It comes from our government. You understand me? And so it's the same thing with us as ambassadors for Christ. We speak on behalf of our government. And that's how you can go up to a total stranger and not know who they are, what they did, or how they live, and tell them that God wants them well. God wants them healed, and see God heal them on the spot. Don't ever be afraid to tell people what the truth is. Amen? God, It's not that God wants you well if you don't do nothing wrong. Because how do you live? We all keep living on mercy. Huh? When you go to the throne of God, you, you, you go to the mercy seat. You don't go to judgment seat. The blood spares us from judgment. That blood ensures great mercy over every prayer that's prayed over that altar. That's why every prayer you pray for somebody, we've got people that we prayed for for years that had terminal cancer, held on for many, many years after that. Some of them would still be holding on. You understand what I'm saying? And some of them are. They just don't die. Why? Because there's faith in God's word. That word can't come back and tell God it couldn't heal them. It's got to do it. All he needs is somebody that has confidence in God to keep praying, to keep standing, to keep encouraging that person to believe God. So when God said, let there be in Genesis 1, 3, he said, let there be and it was. Let there be light and it happened. That's the same thing as Isaiah 55, 11 is saying. It, 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 whatever you want to happen, find it in God's word. And begin to put your faith in it. Let your faith arise. Fight the doubt. Doubt's going to come to everybody. Doubt's going to creep in your mind. God can't do this. God wouldn't do this. God, you know, all that stuff. But you cast that down because you stand on this. That uh-uh, devil. This word will not, not accomplish what we needed to accomplish. It's going to do that. Amen. My children are going to be saved. They're going to serve God. They're going to preach. They're called to preach. They're going to sing for God if they're called to sing for God. They're going to do all of those things because your word is powerful. Your word's going to do it. And I have confidence in your word. You told me to believe in your word and I'm believing it. Doesn't matter what they're doing. Amen. How many, how many parents out there have little boys? No, you didn't follow them trying to see everything they did because you didn't want to see it. Huh? <laughs> then live like that. Don't live by sight. Live by faith. Huh? Just live by faith. Huh? The word keeps us from sin. Psalm 119. And that's important. Because you got to have confidence that you're not keeping yourself from sin. You start relying on that and use a dead duck because the devil will shoot potholes in that so quick. 
But Psalm one, that Psalm says, thy word I have hid in my heart so that I might not sin against you. You want to live holy. Righteousness is what, that's your passport into the throne room to get everything that you ask for. It's based on imputed righteousness. And you got to understand how that works. Because the first time you make a mistake, the devil will hound you with it. And if you listen to him, he'll hound you with it and hound you with it. And you'll make you feel like your faith isn't working. It'll never work. Oh, I can't get anything if I'm, I'm so messed up. I can't do this right and that right. Well, you need to repent. You need to confess and you need to ask God to forgive you. But come on, y'all. God is faithful. He'll forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Take the cleansing. Sit up and believe the lies of the devil. He never told the truth. Huh? He's the father of lies. That means he can birth them out faster than we can think of them. So while you're trying to get over something, something he told you yesterday, he got another one waiting for you. So you might as well shoot that joker down right now and tell him, nah, don't talk to me. Don't tell me nothing about my nothing I did wrong. Huh? Because the devil, I'm going to do it again, probably. I keep living, I'm going to keep making mistakes. But guess what? Every time I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. The devil likes to have a little bit hanging on you just for insurance so he can bug you with it. Huh? Oh, that's so, that's just so bad. You, uh, you did that. You know, that's just so wrong. <laughs> Shut up. I'm going to tell you what's wrong. You getting thrown away for a thousand years locked up and then thrown away for good. That's what's wrong. Huh? John 15, 3. Jesus said, we are cleansed with his word. So that word cleanses us. It causes us to have this sense of unity with God based on his word. When clean touches clean, the result is clean. Amen. So when God touches us with his holiness and we are cleansed by that word, we find a kinship with him that cannot be broken. Once you understand what God has put on the inside of you, and you stay in focus on that, don't let that slip, you find that kinship, and then that creates a bond between you and the Lord that is unbreakable. So the enemy comes and he keeps trying to break the bond, break the bond. Ah, you couldn't, you did that. Look at what you did. You couldn't be this. Huh? So he bonds us to himself with his word. Amen. Stay in this word. This word will do everything for you. Acts 6, 7, the word always increases itself, multiplies. When the disciples began to preach, And teach the word of God. Let me find that. Acts chapter 6. That's how so many people got saved at one time in, in the early church. It was through just releasing the word of God. Just preach the word. 
verse 7, the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. So everywhere that the apostles went, they would pray and they would begin to preach and release the word of God to people. Just releasing the word causes the word to increase. So if you, you're concerned about, well, well, when is this going to happen? Well, nope, my word is increasing. I'm pray, praying the word right now and it's increasing. Everything that this word touches increases. Amen. It always increases itself. Salvation is only by the word of God. You can't get people saved with don't worry about it and it's going to be all right. And That's not what gets people saved. It's the word of God. And many times we know it because that's the last time sometimes we want to, the thing we want to speak to some of our hateful relatives. Huh? Because they have the gnashing of teeth devil, a lot of them. You know what I mean. You go around them and you, you want to witness to them because you see them leaving, leading a, a, you know, a sad life. And you look at them and you want to say something. You go, <laughs> now there's nothing wrong with that as long as you hold on to the faith that they will get saved. Amen. Because nobody's telling you to stick your, your head in the lion's mouth. It might get bit off. You ain't no Daniel, some of us. You know what I'm saying? And, and you're not to strive with people either. But you should ask God to open a door for you to speak to them. And it'll come. Trust me. Because they're going to be in trouble every five minutes. You know, but when they get in trouble and dial your number, that's it'll be a word in season. Amen. It won't be you hitting them with all of that all the time. The word always has life on it. Amen. John six sixty three. Amen. The word that I speak is spirit and it is life. You've got to believe that when you speak God's word in faith, you are releasing life into that situation. See, what the enemy does is he gets us to do it all the time, frequently, you know, and, and just throw it out there. And we forget there's a purpose to the word. You ever, you ever think about it that way? It's like sometimes you're, well, I don't want to make a bad confession. Well, I'm healed up. But do you really believe it? See, confessing at one time, really believing will take the place of your all day saying it over and over again, trying to impress God with the fact that you in the word. There has to be purpose to it. There has to be understanding of the power that's encapsulated in that word. And you are releasing God's power when you speak that. You know, you need to put a sign on your mirror. God's word is powerful. When I speak God's word, I release power into every situation in my life. There's power every time I speak the word. There's healing power when I say I'm healed. There's healing power when I say I'm delivered and no weapon formed against me is going to accomplish anything against me. There's power there. And that's really going to happen. See, sometimes you need to school yourself 
convince yourself that what you're doing has some meaning to it and it's and it is effective God's word lives forever God's word is so powerful let me turn to Hebrews 11 it's so powerful that the invisible can release something visible it starts out you can't see it but at the end it turns into something visible man hebrews 11:3 through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that things which are seen were not made from visible things. So the invisible created the visible. And it works that way with us too. Woe to us if we have to see something all the time in order to stay encouraged. Your encouragement is your faith in God's word that resides on the inside of you. See, there's more to you on the inside than there will ever be on the outside. Look at all the people you prayed for. I was thinking about that over the years. All the people that you as a Christian may have prayed for. If you're an intercessor, think of all the people you have prayed for. That was all on the inside of you. Everything that you've seen happen as a result of prayer is something that resided in you by faith. So you've released all of that out into the known world. And then there's more besides on the inside of you still. So the invisible is much more powerful than the visible. Why are we giving the visible so much importance? Like when is it going to show up? And how long is it going to take for it to happen? When you have so much more on the inside of you that can create and release that. Amen. It will affirm what God says about a situation. And then you release it out into the known realm where it can help people, where it can bless people, where it can cause situations to change. It can cause cities to change. It can cause families to change. But we have to release what's inside to the outside. You're a container full of miracles. Say amen, everybody. I won't treat me like this. But see, the reason, let me tell you why people are slow to do that. Because you're trying to think if it's true or not. It's true because it's the word. Amen? You have the miracle worker living in you. He wants to get out and do some stuff. He wants to get out and do lots of stuff. So he has to work with people who are willing to let what they want go long enough to let him do what he wants to do. And not just for you, for others as well. That word abides forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will still be here. Oh, where will the word be? It'll be working, doing what it's supposed to do. Huh? The word revolutionizes everything because it's perfect. Psalm 
uh, 19, if you'll turn there, 7 through 8. A psalm, you know, if the word can do all of this, it'll revolutionize anybody's life. Revolutionize the country we live in, the city you live in. 19 verse 7, Psalms 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. There's nothing wrong with God's word. Don't need to be fixed up. Doesn't need to be toned down. Doesn't need to, your tact added to. You don't need to be tactful giving somebody the word. It's perfect. Converting the soul. Woo! Yeah, it'll turn a sinner to a saint. It'll turn a robber to a giver. Amen. It'll turn Rahab into a a Hebrew woman. (laughs) Amen. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Don't ever count anybody out. All these people that, it's autism, it's ADD, don't give me no alphabet soup. The word of the Lord is perfect. It'll convert them and make wise the simple. Some of those little kids probably sit up there and watch their parents make all kind of mistakes and say, boy, if they knew how that was going to turn out. It's... It makes wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. You take the word of God and give it to somebody who's depressed. Huh? You can see in in the word enlightens people. It says here the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. You ever give the word to somebody who's really discouraged and look at the difference on their face once you get finished sharing the word of God with them. And it didn't come to pass yet and they're excited about it. You understand what I'm saying? Why? It might as well come to pass because it's done its work in that person. You understand what I'm saying? So don't, don't play the word short. Understand, let's not just say the word. Just to say we're saying the word. Or read something to just to skim through it and say, oh, yeah, let me turn TV up a little bit more after I read this. Stop it. Let's give it the attention that it's gonna need so it can re- revolutionize our lives. It revives the soul. It makes the simple wise. It makes the heart rejoice. And it enlightens the eyes. That means it casts a devil out of somebody. Amen. Amen. Usually oppression always sits on a person's face. If a person is oppressed, you can tell it in their eyes and you can tell it in their countenance. The word of God will change that. Amen. The word of God brings freedom. John eight thirty two. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. I don't care what kind of situation you're in in a natural, it will do that. Psalm 147, verse 5, the word has rapid action. You've got to believe that. Father, let me believe above all things that your word has rapid action, that it doesn't take forever for your word to come to pass. Let us live in the rapid action of your word. Psalm 147.15, he sends forth his commandment upon the earth. His word runs very swiftly. So when God speaks that out, 
His word gets to getting. And it goes into the situation where it's being sent. That word is working whether you see it or not. We have to get to the place where we don't have to see anything to believe God. You got me? We're better off not snooping around in the natural. Trying to find that's the main place the devil will discourage us. But the word runs swiftly on the earth. And God and his word are one. When you want God on the scene, he comes on the scene. When we pray his word, meditate on his word, speak his word, believe his word, he is right there with his word working for us, doing what we ask him to do. Don't, don't play the word cheap. Don't, don't just throw it out there. Understand what you're handling when you handle God's word. Understand the power of it, what it really wants to do if we'll come in agreement with it. If, if you need the word to work fast for you, believe it, it'll work fast. Believe it'll work fast anyway and then come pray for somebody else. Amen. But, but believe what God's word says about itself. Amen. Don't let the enemy steal that from us. And and don't let us diminish what God wants to do. He wants to do a lot. The things that we see in the earth that are messed up and wrong, God wants to fix them. He's got to get some people who will get in sync with him and believe like he believes about his own word so that when we speak that thing, it will happen just the way God wants it to happen. If it takes a while, it's because God has a timer on everything. You got me? But he's released. That word is already hovering over your bank situation. It's hovering over your shelter situation. It's already hovering over your marital situation. It's hovering because it's already run to the place where it's going to be released, where it's going to manifest. So don't believe you're waiting on God and it's taking so long. It's not true. God's word, like you see in the word, it runs very swiftly to accomplish what it's going to, and it's going to do what it says it's going to do. Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for your word and for understanding. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us to know your word. And Father, help us to hold on to confidence. Let us believe the truth about what your word can do, what you say about it. And let's not embellish the lies of the devil. He's never told the truth. So we thank you, Lord, for blessing us with knowledge of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody needs prayer, come on up and we'll pray for you and praise God.